Is your product or service stuck in Twitter under what seems like a massive pile of freezing cold snow? Let Overlord Services plow you out and expose this product to the rest of the world. For only $20 for three months of our enhanced service, we will create nifty images with your logo and information and post them on a daily basis. They also have yearly discounted rates. I am a client of Overlord Services, and I do have to say that not only are their services excellent, but they're really nice people. They post up my episodes multiple times per day for all of my shows without fail. And the communication that they have is second to none. I would greatly recommend that you try them out. Head to their shop at co-fi.com slash overlord svcs. Again, that's coffee.com slash overlord services and click on shop below. When you purchase their services... Let them know Derek sent you. It's no secret that the both of us are running out of time. So hello from the other side. I must have called a thousand times to tell you I'm sorry for Welcome to Parallel. I'm Derek. That's Scar. That's Brandon. What's happening? God damn, I'm furious this show's about to end. Shit, some bullshit. Yes, because it's, it's actually really turning the fuck up right now. Now I finally fucking know how Will Smith felt when his dad said he loved you and then fucking left. (laughs) I finally love this show back and it's about to go the fuck away. Like, why don't they want me? Like, I I am starting to understand why there there are fan campaigns to try to bring shows back. Exactly. Like, like if 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 it was such a thing for this, I would be a part of it. But, I, I, would, I mean, it's been years. I, I bet you, well, it's been years, but folks don't give up that easily. Yeah, because, like, you know the Jericho folks. And Jericho wasn't even that great of a show. But they but they pulled that off. And then fucking The Expanse. Mm. And, um, and, um, what's that show called? Um, yep. Uh, the, the show Manifest. Yeah. yeah, Devin loved that show. Kid Awesome for some yeah, reason. Fucking love that show. I watched, I, watched, I watched the first two seasons. I don't. I don't think I watched. I don't think I watched any of the third. But I, watched I can't the do two. any show that involves a plane crash except for except for Yellow Jackets. That's the only. Yeah, but one. it doesn't involve a plane the, crash. The, the plane doesn't crash. Oh well, spoiler alert! Shit, I, I oh, can it's watch not it a spoiler alert. It's no, it's not first, a spoiler. It's no, the first scene in the first episode. Yeah, the plane just the plane just fucking disappears and like. People, you know, everyone who's not on that plane kind of move on with their lives, and then the plane shows up. But now I can't even remember what happened. It's about so, to come back. So the plane blipped. I'm yeah, not gonna like, tell you what happened. I mean, the the yeah, yeah don't spoil it, Scar. Cut yeah, it out. No, no, fuck that shit. It's the first thing that happens in the fucking Star. show. Don't they make me on, tell you what yes, happened. The, to Star the plane Trek disappearing is the, the plane, first thing that happens in the show. Yeah, the plane disappears, and then it comes back years later. I feel like a plane disappearing would be worse than a plane crashing. It is, yes. <laughs> That's the whole point of the show. 
Yeah. <laughs> and the whole point of the, the whole point of the show is like the people who weren't on the plane, like now they have to deal with something that they had that that they had to try to get past already. Yeah, nah, you. Mm-mm. Hey, why don't you tell me what you did while you were, you know, disappeared for three years? Because you came back with a baby. Uh, well, um, no, no, no. The people who disappeared, everything happened in normal time for them. Yeah, I know. I know that part. I'll so, just, I'll just no, no, you, no, no, you no, ruined no. it. Now the, the people, the people who were still here might have a baby. <laughs> Team, leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode was uh, episode five of season two, Shadow Puppets, and it starts off with us finding out that uh, in who a couple episodes back was making moon eyes and know me. We was like, man, maybe he's ready to risk it all. Turns out the nigga already risked it. Yep. They were married in the other world. And he's not from this world. He is not from yeah, this world. Wow. York came in and, and well, Ian's having a memory about him and Nomi laying up in bed while, while escape plays in the background. Cause who don't listen to escape while they get in their groove on. Even uh, British people. Right. And, you um, don't. You don't because you know who's a part of escape. Yeah, I can't. If I get tiny in my mind, I'm I'm limp. Um, but York is yeah, like, but Yo, candy's dude. there. Candy is wonderful. Yeah. Someone, but, someone, someone posted a picture of Ti Tiny and somebody else, and they mentioned the other people, and they call her Smokey Robinson. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But York uh, tells Ian, "Dude, why why would you do this to us? We management took you in." You know, back when you came over from the other side 10 years prior and was running for your life and your real name was this this guy's a gangster. His real name's Wesley Pierce. And Clarence lives at home with both parents. <laughs> and Clarence's parents have a real good marriage. Um so we to understand that nobody knows this except nobody because man gave him a new it, identity. It was but where it, the fuck is the real Wesley Pierce from that side? That's a good question. I've been wondering about these things for a while now, and 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 I know we'll talk about it more in the next episode, but I've been wondering, like, when these niggas show up who aren't part of Indigo, where are they Indigo? I watched a I watched a someone do a review of episode six and he was one of those people that like hates everything now, like she Hulk is terrible and all this other stuff, but his counterpart stuff was uh, really interesting um, because I guess that was back when he was nicer. Um, he, there's a, there is a very important part of the episode that people keep missing. And I know we'll talk about it when we get to episode six, but like, there's a very important part of this episode that we keep missing that people keep missing. And I, I can't wait to talk about that. I hope I got it. Cause I watched it a couple times but all management asked for in to do in return for bringing him over changing his name giving him a new identity is two things one you bet be loyal and two stay away from that girl you can't fuck with nobody that you fucked with in the other world dude and immediately they show a picture <laughs> the fuck you doing with her oh I don't even know her like that dog like shit <laughs> oh, oh fuck you think we don't know and wasn't he supposed to be with Emily? Hmm, 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 hmm. Well, he, well, he got he got his bitch ass feelings with Emily. Like 
So he wouldn't be honest about this. Like he got his bitch ass feelings and left, even though he did all of the things to that that he thinks that he would need to appeal to her. And then when she showed up, he packing a fucking bag and leaving. He a punk ass bitch. And at the same time, as soon as that happened, Nomi walked in and he's like, there she goes. <laughs> there she goes again. <laughs> Ian, why are you body rolling? I can't help it, dog. <laughs> he body rolling like fucking Red Man on how high when he saw the president's daughter. Mm, mm, sorry. <laughs> Classic movie. But. Is it though? Yeah. That's a hood classic. It has to be. No, I mean, no, no. You say classic. You didn't say hood classic. I'm sorry. Let me let me it finish does. that off. Because that's the classic. same. That's the it's, same motherfuckers that told me that Belly was a classic movie, and I went, "What the fuck are you mm, talking about?" We won't talk about that here. Yeah. But what I do need is, I would like, and I'm mad again that this season is the last one. I would have liked for them to flesh out Ian's backstory more. Yeah, I want to know more about this shit. You know, like how that's a pretty big bomb to drop in the fifth episode. And then so I hope they go further into that at some point. Um, but York is like, yo, dog, what we need you to do to show your uh, loyalty is bring in Emily. Because since we gave you your life, we can take it the fuck away. Then we go to stupid ass Peter. That's his name from now on. S.A.P. The Sap. This motherfucker hid that tape at work. How fucking stupid are you? Like, really, really, on a scale of one to why the fuck does this number keep going up past a billion? And why do y'all keep saying, wait, how fucking stupid is that? Why do you not have like a fucking safe deposit box or some shit like that that you actually that you just point somebody to in the case of your death? Like, you don't just leave it in your 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 work safe. Have you never seen a single spy movie in the history of your life, dog? Apparently, oh, oh, movies ain't the same in that world. Like, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna fucking uh make a recording saying Nisha does this, that, and the third in case I die. Hmm, where should I put it at? Oh, I know the top drawer of my desk where I record podcasts. She'd never look there, never. (laughs) That shit, that shit was dumb as hell, man. And this, this. I just want to say for the and record. Then, and then, and then, like, not even the fact that he put it there in the first place, but this nigga had it out listening to it. Like, and not only that, fuck? not only that, multiple niggas apparently know his fucking combination. No, the, no, the, remember no, when he went, when, we when he went to, to put the, the what, yeah, yeah, we, no, but no, because remember when he went to put it back because he was out listening to it, the, the, the assistant lady comes in and tells it stops him, him, right? Yeah. So, so she was standing right there when he put it into the safe. He's one of the most hateable characters on TV. Easily. No, he's no, not he's hateable. Stupid. No, he is one of the most face punchable motherfuckers in, in TV history. Like, you just want to punch this nigga in the face. Like, yo, fuck you, dog. Like, I just, I just want to hit him yeah. one good time. Like, I just want to fuck. I just you just want to treat him stuff. the way Jada Pinkett treated that nigga in Low Down Dirty Shame. Exactly. Peter, Peter Quail, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Punk ass bitch. He's been a punk ass bitch this whole time. And like, yo, and like the fact that the fact that he keep getting away with this shit makes it worse. I guess I'm just lucky. Fuck you. 
what happens at the end of this episode is like his bitch assness, his bitch assness, <laughs> like is is super saiyan. Let's his, put it like that. His his bitch assness <clears throat> is tasty. Like it's so it's so much of it. You can taste how bitch ass mm, he mm, is, bitch. Like. <laughs> nigga tastes like 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 cupcake leavings. Like nigga, if you don't get the fuck out of here with that this punk ass shit, nigga, you such a like bitch. waffle runoff. But <laughs> 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 on the other hand, nigga on the tastes other like hand, McGriddle batter. On the other hand, I really. Really fuck. I really really fucking like Lambert. Like the more he talks, the more I fucking like him. Oh, you know something? The whole thing about Lambert, I completely forgot. Like, we were trying to figure out, like, how... I couldn't remember why he, like, connects to all of this stuff. He was the guy that worked at the fucking embassy. Mm -hmm. I I completely forgot he was that dude. He's literally that dude. Yeah, he's that dude. He worked in the embassy on this side. No, Um, I I mean, like, he's literally, like, where Peter is and where Roland is. Yeah, Lambert's above at least one of them two motherfuckers. Like, he's that dude. Yeah, I completely forgot he was the embassy dude. And I love his cockiness. Like, the way he talks to him is hilarious to me. Also, when Peter introduced himself to uh, Claude, and Claude was like, hi, I'm Claude Lambert. Peter introduced himself, and I want y'all to say this the same way. He introduced himself as Peter Quayle. The same way in Batman 89, Kim Basinger introduced herself as Vicky Vale. I'm Peter Quell. Because, <laughs> because he's a bitch. So <laughs> that's a bitch. That's that's not good. And I, I want to say I apologize to all the women out there that I just I really did compare him unfavorably to women. He's no, not didn't. in you any way shape, him to a bitch. Way. He's just a motherfucking bitch. <laughs> He's a motherfucking hoe ass bitch. He's been a bitch this whole goddamn time. He's oh. gonna continue to be a bitch. And you know why I know he's a bitch? Because he quickly got bitched the fuck out by Lambert. Lambert right. was like, you he's know what? Like, okay, wait, 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 wait. We not we not just gonna we not just gonna call him a bitch, right? He a hoe ass bitch. He a whole bitch. Like we need to make sure. He a whole bitch out here in these streets, bro. That nigga is a supersized bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, if he becomes more of a bitch, he's going to turn into a super saiyan bitch and this shit going to go all blonde and start sticking the fuck up. Like, Where's the manager? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bitch! Um, <laughs> but, I mean... Lambert tells tells Peter that I know that you and your wife killed my other. You know why I know? Because it was literally written all over your fucking face when you walked in that night and saw me. You look mm-hmm. like you saw a ghost, my nigga. Like, can you not keep a secret? And and he also knows that the last thing that his other was going to do was meet his wife. Mm-hmm. Lambert tells Peter, you know, the thing is about me and my other, we're not like the rest of y'all motherfuckers. We don't get scared or sicked out or creeped out or anything like that. We're just like double the pleasure, double the fun. You fucker in the ass, motherfucker in the face. We shared everything. We got along fucking great. The only thing we didn't agree on was your punk ass wife. Yeah. Yeah. I love my other. We were Eskimo brothers. Um, I never understood what my <laughs> niggas saw in your wife. <laughs> but I mean, you're betraying your whole fucking world for her, so that gawk gawk must be amazing. <laughs> she got that gawk gawk 3000. 
Peter's like, what the fuck do you want? And Lambert's like, all I want is a writing implement. And Peter stares at him and Lambert's like, oh, for God's sake, what do you think I'm going to do? Puncture my jugular? I'm not a savage. The nigga said that the same exact way that Ice Cube and Boys in the Hood said, I'm not illiterate. I can read. Can you, though? Aren't you, though? Oh, there is a... On that, there is a theory going around that that Doughboy is Furious's son. That's a... With theory. with with video evidence from the movie. Okay, I need the link to that because that's a big ass theory. Mm-hmm. I'll also, also put the link to it in the show notes. So, Scar, you're on the clock. There's also there's also a same theory from a theory from the same place that O Dog doesn't exist. Yeah, I don't care about that. I mean that the O Dog thing is really interesting. What, that he's just a figment of the imagination. Yeah, the nigga literally he's, murdered somebody. He's he's, King, he's King's Oh, you ego. think it's Fight Club Part Two? Yeah, it's someone says that you know because there's a lot that of that Kane is old dog. Kane sees himself as old dog when he's around his friends and when he's loped up. Yep. Hmm. And that's why when Kane died at the end, old dog was just looking around like, "Oh shit, Sharif." Because oh, because shit. because Kane didn't really die. His that that part of his personality died. Old dog still exists. Mm-hmm. And that's why he then went to the Sandlot, or he went out there to Jersey and started messing around with uh, Jada Pinkett out on the beach. So. Lambert tells Peter, "I'm not a proponent of some cause, and my needs ain't that complex." What is good for you? Because if you want my silence, I need two million pounds. And I know that's a number because Lambert wrote next to it, that is six zeros. That's my nigga right there. Right there, that's savage. That's six zeros. Just in case you're wondering why you're reading the two million, yeah, that's six zeros. Get that for me. And right after Peter gets his price, Nia walks in and asks, what were y'all discussing? I'm sorry I was late for the meeting, because why the fuck are you in here, Peter? And Lambert's like, you know, we were discussing my price for the list of every Indigo agent working under my purview, which would also include the identity of the agent known as Shadow. And then he looks at Peter, which Nia doesn't notice. And Nia asks what his price is, and he tells her the exact same thing he told Peter, because this Lambert is a fucking boss. I just need a writing implement. (laughs) He's literally hitting them off with the, do you know how I got these scars? Hmm? Anyhow, his price to Nia is two million and one pounds. And when he gets asked why it's two million and one pounds, he said it's because I'm superstitious. He's like, Naya tells him, you know, we may not have that much money. And he's like, you know, that's cool. I'll wait because my loyalties have always gone to the highest bidder. And then he fucking stares at Peter. Yo, this this nigga says all of that stuff the exact same way to both of them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, he don't even change. He, He knew exactly what's happening here. The only difference is that David Blaine ass stare that he gives Peter. Nia puts guard in front of Lambert's cell and Peter tells her Lambert's bluffing because, you know, we already know that Aldris was Shadow and he's dead. And Nia's like, nah, Emily told me that Shadow was a woman. And Peter literally has nothing else to say but to put down Emily by saying, huh, can she even write her own name? He's so obvious. Right? 
Naya's like, why are you trying to stall this shit? And he right. said, that's why I'm glad she said that because we're like, yo, you dumb as hell for not catching on to none of this shit. Mm-hmm. I'm and, glad she at least caught that. And he says, you know, it's, and he has a good answer. He's like, because I acted too quickly with Edgar Brandt and now he's dead. But he suggests they get the currency from confiscated items. So then, you know, their entire operations off the books and they can go in there and claw it up while they get the information. And Nia's like, all right, that's cool. But you know what? Stay where I can see you today. Because none of us are above suspicion. Hey, yeah, that's cool, dog. But don't leave the country. <laughs> if you didn't know you were a suspect, now you know. Hey, just keep your phone on. Yeah, uh, keep your chirping distance of me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Osman meets Mira and asks her who they're breaking out of Echo because, you know, this wasn't a part of the plan. And Emily's a little way down the road from them and calls Ian for backup, but she gets his voice up, voicemail, which I guess in a way is his backup. In a way. You know, so she got backup. Anyhow, Prime Peter is in Echo still watching that same-ass rugby match, which was the Saracens versus Wakefield in the 95 Division Finals. And he has a copy from each world because Yannick gave him one from um, Alpha World. And in Alpha World, the Saracens won this game by 21 points. And Howard's like, why Howard Alpha's like, why do you keep watching the same game? And he's like, it's two different tapes. In y'all's world, you know, uh, the Saracens won by 21 points. But in my world... See, and he pulls out the diagram. He's like, see, both games were identical in the first half. Um, it was it both of them were tied to 17, but it, in the second half, a play that ended in a score in your world, the alpha world, went scoreless in my world, the prime world. And Peter believed wholeheartedly that that was because a strange hush descended over the stadium, and at the same time, you could hear a noise from the crowd on the side that Peter was on. And he thinks that it came from him. He needed to go to the bathroom and his dad wouldn't take him. So he went by himself and he was a little kid. He said that his dad didn't take his little brother. He only took him and it wasn't even his birthday, which is something you would say as a little child. So he went to the bathroom by himself and subsequently got lost coming back and did what any kid would do in that situation. Because I felt him in this moment. He panicked. And had a breakdown. So they had to call in an ambulance over the loudspeaker for his dad. Which was a distraction. Because the game ain't going to stop while they get on the loudspeaker and call for his dad. But in Alpha Peter's world, his dad probably took him to the bathroom. And so he didn't have a fit. And so the ambulance announcement didn't happen. And so the Saracens probably scored. And they had a great day. And all that led to Peter Alpha becoming the better man. Remember this. It is literally (sighs) devastating to me how this dude has agonized over how his one little mistake fucked his world up. Changed the entire course of his life. And he, Alpha Howard sees it and he knows both of them. So he's like, you know, maybe, have you ever thought that maybe you might be the better man? And Alpha Peter says some words that just chilled me to the bone. The better men do not end up in Echo. Brandon, 
I thought that whole scene was fucking powerful. What do you think? What scene? <laughs> you weren't looking at the camera. I had to step away. Oh. Yeah, Brandy got up and grabbed some shit, all kinds of stuff. Oh, I, had to get some I was talking about the, the scene where uh, Peter uh, is watching the video of the rugby match, and he's diagrammed how if he hadn't fucked up and had to go to the bathroom by himself, his team might not have lost, and he might have been a better man. So he thinks it's his fault. But see, here's the problem. He's a crazy what, person. If what he's saying is true, it's not his fault. It's his dad's. No, he'd been stuck in the goddamn dungeon no, for no. too long and he's going crazy. No, for this story, right? The story the difference between the stories is he had had to go to the bathroom by himself. He got lost, he panicked, they had to call for his dad um on the loudspeaker on the loudspeaker and that fucked everything up. He says maybe on the other side the dad actually took him to the bathroom so he never got lost and then everything was different. So the problem is not him. He is yeah, internalized. His dad is just a selfish ass motherfucker. Yeah, his dad his dad is the one that didn't take him to the bathroom in in this in in this scenario. So his dad is the one who fucked everything up. Right. Especially if his theory is right and the dad actually took the other to the bathroom. Yeah, but his theory's not right. He's a crazy person. I mean, he is a crazy that person. too, but I mean, his dad, this situation is literally what drove him to this point. Right. And and and, and what we're going to find out next episode is one small change can have a huge effect. Outcome. Effect. Uh, yeah. The the outcome of what mm. a, a very small change um, can can be catastrophic, catastrophic. Yeah. And meanwhile, not better man Peter is asking Howard Prime to kill Lambert because he knows that Claire's shadow. Also, it goes without speaking, but he wants him to kill the guards too. You know, since they're guarding the fucking door. Yeah, that's that's kind of like yo. You couldn't even do something to get the guards to go away for a second. That's collateral damage. Okay, so who killed Lambert? Do we still not know? Yeah. Oh no, we, we know. We know. We find Did out. I miss it. Yeah, we they said out. at the yeah. end. Hold up, I got you. Oh, okay. Uh, Claire, Spencer, the baby, and Claire's mom are in a store when a rando woman walks over to Claire and compliments Spencer's name while putting a piece of paper covertly in Spencer's baby bag, and she says to Claire, "I know another Spencer," which is a signal. So Claire goes to meet Spencer, who tells her that Lambert didn't show up for the meet the night before and that his crash pad is cleaned. Their asset inside uh, the office told Spencer that he's already named his price, Lambert has. And Claire tells him Lambert knows everything about me. And Spencer rolls his eyes and tells her that Lambert knows everything about all of them. Stop being selfish, nigga. And, and she never tells him that she's the one who cleaned out the place. Well, yeah, of course not. Why would you tell somebody that? That implements you or implicates you. She is fucking that dude. Her husband is risking it all for her, and she's just fucking this dude in his bed. Well, we knew that was going to happen, and it's on the couch. We knew that was going to happen, though. Shameful. Told you as soon as she saw him, she was going to risk it all. That was going to be the breaking point for her. That is literally the point of divide in their relationship. But he tells Claire she's going to have to disappear if this goes bad, and she's going to have to murder everybody who knows about her and can verify when she first crossed over. Her dad, her mom, Peter, the nigga up the block. 
Spencer gave her a phone and told her to hold on to it and be ready, and then he dips out. Prime Howard, at the same time, goes to confiscated items to, you know, run the jewels and get the blammer. But the person who is running CI is Brody, who I haven't seen Howard in a while, but he's super fucking talkative. Yes. And Naya wants to go and talk to Lambert, but Peter stalls because, you know, he's giving Howard time to do Howard stuff. Peter's acting sus as fuck. Oh, no, can we wait until I finish this paper? Real quick. Um... Brody's talking to Howard, but Howard ain't for all that jibber jabber. So he essentially tells Brody to shut up and hurry the fuck up. It's not just Brody. uh, He's just not, not, not in on the conversation. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah, but regardless, (laughs) he ain't here for the jibber jabber. Like, dude, like Mm -hmm. Francine, good. Okay, whatever. You keep talking. And I've told you twice that my bosses need this in a hurry. He's also, uh, you know, lifted the blammer while Brody has his back turned to him, getting weighing out the diamonds and everything, and continuing to talk about Francine. But when he told Brody to shut and hurry the fuck up, Brody's feelings got hurt, and Brody yeah. won't forget that. Nope. But on the way out the door, he forgot that Howard Prime did congratulate Franny on the way out because he's not a fucking monster, people. True. Nye and Peter approach Lambert's holding cell, and of course he's dead as well as the you know the, the the fucking guards. Like them poor guards, they really suck at their fucking jobs at that office, don't they? They're 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 kind of like stormtroopers in Star Wars. When the mm-hmm. shit broke out in the first place, when when the uh, indigo came through and started shooting people up, Nair guard hit a fucking sleeper agent. <laughs> it was all Howard and right? Aldrich. Not one. Naya calls for a lockdown. No one's going home. And Naya tells everybody that Lambert is dead. And as far as they know, the suspect is still in the building. And Howard looks stunned by the news because he ain't did that shit. Howard should have snitched. Would Prime ever snitch? Prime would get mad before he snitched. Yeah, he would snitch to protect himself. I don't think he would. I think he'd get mad and figure something out. That's that's bitch ass Peter's job. Is the snitch. I think Peter was snitching a millisecond. I think he has snitched a couple times. Um, but everybody gets one phone call home and they have to read a provided script. And Howard is about to call home when once again, stupid ass Peter busts in and tells the guy who's been supervising every other call that he will supervise just this one because he's the boss. Again, that's sus as fuck. Exactly. And Peter thanks Howard, and Howard's like, I ain't do that shit, homie. But Indigo likely needs a fall guy, and who's better than the asset whose purpose has run its course, meaning you. And Peter has no recourse but to tell Howard, you know, um, Emily's the one who told Lambert everything. She's his source, and she's going to get us all murdered. Dude, you know what wouldn't have got you all murdered? If you had turned in Claire in the first fucking place. Precisely. Claire called Peter on his celly, but Peter don't answer. And she's called both his office and cell phones. And Naya has organized a search of both her and Peter's offices. He finds this out when he walks back over there. Um, and she says she does it because, you know, it 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 only fair that everybody gets investigated, which makes sense. 
But Peter expects him to find the recording in his safe, but it isn't there. And now he's really freaking out. And at that very moment, Brody reports a missing pistol, and he's pretty sure he knows exactly who it was because hell hath no fury like Brody, bitch. Right. And But at this point, the pistol has already been stashed. Mm-hmm. But see, here's the thing. Do y'all, do y'all not have um, a, a decent knowledge of CSI in this world? Like, do we do, do we not understand that there's, you know, you shoot a gun, there's some gunshot residue on your hands? Like, do we, do, um, do we not do we not understand that this is a thing? This um, is Alpha World, so yeah, they should have it. Yeah, and but I mean, it's in the moment. No one trying to find out who it is, and Brody's done reported the missing pistol. So now all senses, all people right. go. But like, there's only there's only one person that we know of that has used a pistol recently. And gunshot residue that we've seen from CSI and all that kind of stuff, it doesn't immediately wash off of your hands. Mm-hmm. There's only one person that's used a pistol recently. Check their motherfucking hands. Makes sense, but I mean, you know. Yannick talks to Howard Alpha, and Howard finds out that Yannick is also a prisoner of Echo with, you know, special permissions. And they allow him domain over Echo as penance for his past sins. And so he can keep making his case for the truth, which is that, you know, these two worlds don't fuck with each other at all. And they must prepare for that shit. The inevitability of something bad happening in one world by the other world. Howard's like, yeah, okay, but I still ain't going to spy on my wife. And he's like, I don't give you a fuck. He literally, Yannick, Howard tells him, you know, I hear everything you're saying, but I ain't going to spy on my wife. And Yannick looks in his left pocket, his right pocket, and the non-existent pocket on his shirt before he realized he has no fucks left to give about that bullshit. Nigga, right. I live underground. I ain't gonna see the light of day till Buck Rogers comes back home. <laughs> the motherfucking quantum leap is over. Right? I don't give a fuck about you, dog. <laughs> None of this shit matters to me. I just want to know why you personally won't see what's happening to you. And Howard Alpha's like, I've met Howard Prime, and I think he's a real asshole, but I'm not him. And Yannick's like, dude, you're the same soul from the same body. There's two souls from the same body, and there's only room for one of y'all. And Alpha asks Yannick, why do you? Why are you the great authority on this? And Yannick's like, because I've also met my other. And I was there at the beginning, and I'm the reason why the two worlds exist. God complex much? I mean, we aren't going to talk about the next episode but yeah god complex he's right he is a reason mira and osmond and their folks are about to break into echo because they have a guy on the inside who shuts down the cameras um and naya talks with howard alpha and tells him that she knows about the gun and also about how he isn't really a company man like she knows about the gun but everything else she says about this nigga is fully incorrect she disses him like a motherfucker (laughs) Right, you ain't got it in you. You ain't got it. You ain't no killer. And she's like, "Is your life in danger?" By Peter, she has. If Peter has threatened his life or Emily's life, and she tells him about the assassination downstairs, and tells him that she can't see how a lifetime interface man like him could carry out such an execution on command. She thinks that Peter framed Aldrich's shadow to protect himself. 
She also thinks that Lambert know, knew who Peter was, and when threatened, Peter enlisted Howard to kill him as a patsy. And at this point, she asks where the gun is, and Peter's and Howard's like, I don't fucking know. But he actually put it in the second bathroom stall behind the toilet. But he says, what gun? Because, duh, why the fuck would I admit to having a gun? <laughs> who the fuck does? Where the gun at? Oh, I'm glad you asked, my nigga. Like, was <laughs> the magic words. Like, no. And you're right, Scar. She should have been like, let me see your hands. Exactly. Because unlike the rest of them motherfuckers, she was a fibby. She was an FBI agent. Them niggas know every step. Yep. And it's just that that never made sense to me. It's just like if you think that he shot somebody, let me see. Oh, shot three, shot three people. You think that he shot three fucking people and don't check his hands. That don't make no fucking sense to me. None. The guy on the inside, on um, the guy inside Echo steals Peter Prime's videos and hides them under pillows. And Yannick tells Howard Alpha that the people in the picture, he shows him a picture, and he said the people in that picture were his family once, back when the Berlin, Berlin Wall was up. The discovery of the two worlds was a new beginning with no political barriers, and they had two worlds to extract information from and double the minds to figure it out. He liked his other, and he thought they were above it all, but they weren't, because no one's immune to it. Alpha, Howard Alpha, says he doesn't believe that. And Yannick, Yannick says, nature don't give a fuck. Given time, faced with survival, everyone gives into their darkest self. Nature no don't give a fuck, it. nigga. Real talk. This nigga done been through a war. What you talking about? Howard Prime and Peter meet up in an unmonitored room because Naya thought that that would make them more likely to discuss their options. The option is that Peter's a dumbass and Naya knows that Aldrich lied and that the red herring was, or Naya knows that Aldrich's red herring was straight bullshit. She also knows that Peter's protecting Shadow and she believes that Peter had Prime do a hit on Lambert. Which now that I think about it, I'm going to have a quick moment of silence for the fact that I ain't going to get to hear no more of his excellent quips and sarcasm. Yeah, he gone. Both on. How do I say goodbye to what we had? That deep part, that deep part, that gets me. So, anyhow, Peter asked Prime if he told her about Claire and... Prime says, no, why the fuck would I do that? And she doesn't know about your wife, or at least she doesn't seem to. And Peter tells Prime that she has to know because she has the tape that he made confessing everything. And then he breaks down and calls himself a fucking idiot. But Prime is not, I'm not having that. Howard Prime's <laughs> like, you know what? You want to get caught. And that's why you made that fucking tape. You knew you couldn't face the music, so you let it find you. And Peter asks him what he should do, and Howard Prime's like, I don't know, but I can't keep covering for your weakness, though, because there's no fucking containing it. That was a great line. I laughed so hard. Right? He straight straight told this nigga to kill himself. That nigga (laughs) literally hit him off with sports center lines. You can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. But there is no containing it. He tells Peter that if Peter wants to find a way out of this, he'll have to find it on his own. And Peter begs for assistance. So Prime's option to Peter is that Peter, take the gun from behind the toilet and blow your own fucking brains out and bring this to a goddamn end. That's Prime. 
He ain't snitching. He he taking care of situations. Nigga, I've been carrying you this whole fucking season, J.R. Smith. You take <laughs> another dumbass shot. Just end yourself. Just do it. I didn't realize until J.R. Smith went to college and became an actual scholar that his real name is Earl. Like, no one has ever called him Earl. Earl Smith Jr. I never knew that. I never knew his name was Earl. We only know him as J.R. Smith. Yeah. Peter Prime sees that his videos are missing in Echo, and a fight breaks out, which gives the inside man enough space to open up the door and turn out the lights. But the inside man couldn't have possibly suspected that the fight would originate the way it did, with Peter getting pushed by Carl and falling over a table, ruining the checkers game, which led to one of the checkers players fighting Carl. Like, that's... No, I, I think... Hmm. Mm. He, Peter the, Prime's the, 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 yeah, the, the inside man knew that Peter was a had a fucking screw loose and he was gonna lose his shit. And but, that was just gonna start something. I don't think he knew exactly what was gonna be started, but he knew this motherfucker was gonna start something. But no, it had to lead to a fight where the SWAT where the SWAT team came in and all that kind of shit, and the red lights were blinking. 99% of the time. That was literally like Ant-Man having that rat land on the fucking button in right. Endgame. Sure. The rat's a real MVP. Mm-hmm. The inside man opens up the gate and asks Mira if his family's okay, and she's like, that's up to you. Spencer shows up at Clara's house while no one else is there, and she tells him that she couldn't get in touch with Peter. And he's like, yeah, the asset, our asset already took care yeah. of the Lambert situation. I forgot. I for, I had forgot that um, the inside man was the one who rolled up on her at the gate. Mm-hmm. When she was looking, when she was looking at Echo, he's the dude that rolled up on her at the gate. And he was like, you're not supposed to be here. And she was like, let me holler at you for a second. Let me talk to you real quick, dog. Here's a picture <laughs> of your wife. Here's a picture of a knife. Here's don't a picture talk. of your Just wife's. <laughs> don't talk. Just listen. Standing in. <laughs> so she tells him that she thought that he was dead, Spencer. And Spencer says they just transported him to the other side and kept him in a home until they found a place for him when he turned 18. He had been watching her ever since she had came over. But he couldn't so come she by. she in love with this dude from when they was like 12? Yep. Yep. Risking oh it all gosh. for a 12-year-old. A teenage love. Both of these people are sorry. Don't hurt me again. But also, when you've been living a lie on the other on the other world for so long, and you find somebody who knows you and what you who you really were, that might stir up some shit. Does he know her? I feel like she's been on this side longer than the other side. But he knew her as she as she really was before she had to change up to become this Claire. Right. He knew her as just whatever her name was on that other side. He knew her as a real person, not as this thing. And that's what she tells him, that she's so fucking tired of doing what they want her to do. She's so fucking tired of living the life they want her to live. And they make the fuck. They make the fuck. Peter goes to make his one phone what, call to what Claire. If, what the fuck is the baby at this point? What her mom still? Oh, still with the mom. Okay. Um, and he finds out she named Spencer after him, and tells her, "I missed you. I missed you." 
I'm talking to your baby. Don't do that one. That's a sad. That's sad. Uh, the video. I'm, the video was sad. I didn't watch the video. I stopped watching his shit after he called a woman a dumb bitch on Peace of My Love. <laughs> nah, dumb his, bitch. Yeah, in in the video, his 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 wife died. It's a sad video. Sad. Uh, knowing what I know about that nigga, he probably did it. I miss you. Likely. Because that dude is a fucking dirtbag. Dirtbag. So, Peter goes and, and, and make his and one bump. Look, he's so much of a dirtbag, I don't even care anymore that R. Kelly stole his whole steez. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's that much of a fucking dirtbag. Peter makes his one phone call to Claire, but she can't answer because her phone's on vibrate and so is she. But he leaves a message telling Claire that he loves her and Spencer, and then he goes to kill himself. But, you know, he's still the guy who's all about self-preservation. A soldier comes in to apprehend him. The reason why I said that is because he's like, do it, do it, do it. Pull the trigger, man, do it. Stop being a coward. Do it, do it, do it. I'm going <coughs> to die, Scotty. Oh, is this woman supposed to be the one who killed Lambert? Yes, she's the one. Oh. She's the she's the inside person. So that, the soldier that came was in to apprehend about. him, but Peter's secretary Mila comes into the room where he's about to kill himself and shoots the soldier in his head, she and then that tells him yeah. that she got the tape and destroyed it. But more needs to be done. She was just told the plan that morning, and it wasn't the original plan because she thought she'd get to see it all unfold after Indigo One. And Peter's like, "What the hell is going on?" And she tells him that they told her that Peter was important. So tell everybody that you and I were having an affair for five years. And then Lambert told you that I, Mila, am Shadow, and you took a gun to confront me. That's the story we need you to stick to. And she lifts his gun to her head and pulls the fucking trigger. And now he's here to come in right after. enough to believe this. Naya and her, Naya and the soldier come in. Security come in right after, and he looks around, eyes wide, sees that he's still alive, and tells the fucking lie because that nigga's a piece of shit. What'd you say, Brandon? I hope this black woman don't believe that. He clearly, he's clearly lying, even if without us knowing on the show. Look at him; he don't look like somebody's telling the truth. No, what he looks like is somebody who got that call at the last minute saying the execution has been postponed. And she should really recognize that because she's been on point for so long in this episode. But I mean, honestly, the last time the nigga told a lie, that was a big lie. Didn't nobody believe him. Well, Aldrich and uh, the other dude didn't believe him at all. So I doubt she's going to believe him either. Emily finally gets in touch with Ian, who's with York, and she tells him that she's an echo and that there's shooting going on. And she tells him there's no time to talk. And she hangs up on him and goes inside. And Mira has found Yannick. And the way she looks at him, you could tell that's her daddy. Also, that he was who she came there for. And Osmond looks at Howard, and it seems like he's about to shoot him. But then the inside man shoots Osmond in the back. And Osmond shoots him. At least I think it was the inside man. It was dark, and there was red lights blipping. And Howard shoots Osmond, and Osmond bleeds out. And Indigo gets on the elevator right as Emily gets in the building and calls Mira's name. And then she goes and gets Howard Alpha out of Echo as well. And the episode ends on a close-up of the picture of Yannick's family. 
which is explained further, and also mm-hmm. a picture of who has to be he and Mira when she was a child. Mm-hmm. This episode was fan fucking tastic. And Both then the next them. one came and the next episode came through and just kicked down the buildings. Scar, you got anything? Not new, dog. Randy, you got anything? Nope. 916-633-1537. Uh, return to Oswald at gmail.com. You can um, leave an email for us there. Uh, you can contact Scar on Twitter at Scarfinger. Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B-O-K. I'm on Twitter at Ratchet Book Club, and the show is on Twitter at RTO Podcast. You can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast. One dollar will get you a ton of content. Uh, you can also donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. You can buy us a drink. Or you can go to the um, Good Pods app and leave a tip in the tip jar. And then just a tip. You can leave a review for the show on Spotify. It takes like 13 seconds. You can also leave a review on uh, the Good Pods app. You can leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. And you can leave a review on Podchaser. Thank y'all so much for listening to us. We greatly do appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. Peace out. It's no secret that the both of us are running out of time. This is single simulcast. Don't know about now, then you slip.